Hello, friends. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here for another thrilling edition of the Torch Report Weekend Review. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the show. I am the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here thanking each of you for tuning in again for another exciting edition of the Torch Report Weekend Review. Today, I'm going to just throw it all on the table, friends. Today, I'm going to present you with all the information you need to develop your own informed perspective, and at no point do I ask you to take my word for anything I'm about to say. I don't expect you to trust me. You barely even know me, but friends, I do an insane amount amount of research to present the facts, the data, the evidence, all of the government sources, the primary sources that you need to develop that perspective. And it's all available for free. You know, Monday through Friday, uh, I do like, you know, four to six hours of research a day, mind you. And then five days a week, I write a spiffy little report about what I've learned and share all those sources with you. And then I record the witty 20-minute daily podcast. You know, you can get all of that delivered right to your inbox, by the way, right to your email. You can read the reports. You can listen to the reports uh, from your email or really anytime online by checking out the torchreport.com. The torchreport.com is where you'll find that truth you can trust. And you can also listen to the Torch Report on your favorite podcast platform. If you're really into podcasts, maybe on iTunes or Google or Spotify or iHeartRadio. So if that's your thing, friends, uh, you can find the Torch Report anywhere you look. It's everywhere and right here, right now. So if you love what you're hearing on this weekend review, friends, please know you are in fact missing out. If you're not tapping into all of the resources I make available for free at thetorchreport.com. There, that's my shameless pitch, friends. This week, this week uh, was kind of a flat week in the news, right? It's summertime, people are busy, and so they just kind of scoot right along, and you know, it doesn't stop the uh, the squawking heads from hopping up and down like their hair is on fire. Nor does it really slow down the never-ending stream of utterly useless spoon-fed propaganda. But when the news is a little slow, it does give me some space to tackle some of the bigger issues that are out there, such as the sad state of our country and the ultimate fate of where we're headed. We've talked a lot about big stuff here on the Torch Report Weekend Review, and it's my conviction, and it's at the heart of much of what I communicated this week, that now is the time for all hands on deck. Right now is the time to be talking about the hard things to talk about about right now all the good men and women in the world need to rise up we need to stand up to speak up to push back and uh, you know forcefully push back if necessary against the insane narrative the insane progressive agenda that has hijacked the minds of so many people in our communities in our county in our state in the leadership at the state and national level friends they have to be made aware that we're not going to just sit idly by. We're not going to just allow them to destroy the country that we love. That's, that's absolutely unacceptable. And of course, you know, our forefathers, they had the wisdom to put down on paper what we should do about it should the situation arise, wherein the government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we're going to get into that today in some depth, friends, uh, along with the uh, federal government's aggressive use of AI, to use their words, the aggressive use of AI to impose their woke agenda, and of course the existential battle of wills that is resh rapidly reshaping the world all around us. We're also going to touch on the uh, the FBI's new Speak Now national snitch line and also take a look at some simple solutions that we can all embrace to find peace within and a good path forward. Friends, in the midst of all the chaos, we can center ourselves in the eye of the storm. We can rise above circumstance. We can refuse to be victims. We can reclaim the reins of our own fates and destiny. The truth is, you know, life is what it is. It can't really be any other way than the way that it is right now. So it is what we make of it. Life is a collage of perfect imperfection, as I got into on Tuesday's report, friends. But if we're, if we're to make the necessary changes to get our country back on track, 
We've got work to do. A lot of work. Hard work. So it is time to roll up the sleeves and jump right into Monday's report, Torch Report 404. Will they blame it on the machines? There's all this uh, scuttlebutt out there this week about what if the AI got a hold of the nuclear codes and blew the whole world up? Would they blame it on the machines? If the whole world is in an existential crisis, you know, they're going to have to blame it on something, right? <laughs> and so this week, you know, in the news cycle, if you were watching the news on Monday, you know, started out with the uh, stumbling, bumbling sock puppet Joe Biden making an absolute abject fool of himself over there in Lithuania. You know, he's getting led around by the hand like a little kid. You know, he's shuffling down the red carpet and all the NATO leaders are looking at this guy like, gosh, how long are we going to have to put up with this dude? <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of Americans are thinking the same thing. Gosh, how long are we going to have to put up with this dude? I don't know. You know, Biden is over there telling the world leaders that he's going to win the 2024 election for sure. No doubt in his feeble mind. Uh, I wonder what the American people have to say about that. Now, of course, over at the NATO summit, all of the uh, warmongers were gathered over there banging the drums and screeching about the need to train Ukrainians to fly F-16s and pumping their fists in the air, you know, about the civilian killing cluster bombs, which were previously banned, of course, because they kill civilians. And, you know, the cluster bombs blow up and they throw clusters all over. And some of them just sit there until a little kid runs over and says, what's this, mommy? Boom. OK, that's why they outlaw cluster bombs. But they're pumping their fists. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have cluster bombs, you know. And, of course, dumping billions of dollars into another never ending war that does nothing more than feed the war machine. So that's what NATO was all about over there, friends. And I don't want to spend much time on it because, uh, you know, you know, I don't know if you caught Tucker Carlson. Uh, he took Mike Pence to task over the Ukrainian fiasco. You know, he, he's like, listen, you know, you all you, you know, war hawks, you know, you, you think we got to do this. We got we to stand in solidarity with Ukraine. But I mean, really holding his feet to the fire and making him answer the hard questions about why are we doing this and what's in it for, you know, do we, what's in it for us is not really the way to say it. But, you know, why are we sending, you know, we're depleting America's military munitions. We're low on that. Uh, we're, we're potentially now we're sending uh, 3000 of our own troops over there. You know, we're, we're basically throwing people into a meat grinder over there for a war over what? A war over what's the justification here, you know? And on that note, Roseanne Barr, you guys know Roseanne, you know, she was out there and she was recently being interviewed. I want to say it was on NBC, one of the liberal stations there, mainstream media. And she called out the fact, <laughs> much to the chagrin of the mainstream media, that we are at least partially supporting Nazis in Ukraine. Like she said, just look at their patches. Just look at their patches, okay? And I know that's not popular to talk about, but I, I do believe, I truly believe, any reasonable person at this point can see that none of this adds up. None of what they've said about what was going on in Ukraine and Russia really adds up. Now we've got Biden and Burisma, which if you've you know been in the know, you know that's nothing new, but it's coming to light now. Uh, this, this whole thing seems to be kind of covering up a lot of corruption at the highest levels of government. We're not real sure what's happening here, so let's move on along. Whenever you hear, Russia, 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 whenever you hear the Russia, Russia, Russia propaganda, friends, do yourself a favor. Avert your ears, <laughs> you know, turn your attention towards something that truly matters. Say like the fact that America is in shambles right now, even though Mike Pence uh, says that's not his concern. He's not really worried about American cities. Friends, it most certainly should be our concern. I mean, we should be concerned about the fact that America is in shambles, right? Because if we're not worried about it, who the heck is? Clearly not our corrupt political class. The fact that this administration right now is propping up this senile old sock puppet and pretending like he's the free leader of uh, the leader of the free world. It's really just a national embarrassment. It's hugely embarrassing national embarrassment. I mean, you can't make it any more embarrassing when you see that guy. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that, friends, because right here in America, in the big, blue, glistening liberal cities, while the lapdog media keep fleecing the sheep with all these lies about how great everything is, you know, Biden's economy is booming, you know, and if you'll buy that, I'll throw the golden gate in free. But people believe it. 
And as all of this is happening, people in the cities right now, news out this week, you know, a lot of stories about more and more people are digging through the dumpsters trying to find scraps of food because they can't afford groceries. You know, do I do I get gas to go to work or do I get groceries? I don't know, you know, but they can't afford groceries. So they're digging through the dumpsters and I can hear now. But 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 Luke, inflation is going down. They said inflation is going down. Friends, it's all lies, lies. I tell you, you know, the inflation, of course, if you didn't know, it's just a fictitious made up number that they can tweak it will and make it say whatever they want essentially but the fact is that inflation is maybe going down in some areas but the fact is that grocery inflation meaning the cost to feed yourself is still through the roof historical highs and it's still climbing it's still going up hence the dumpster diving and all the frantic searches online one of the big uh, hot articles was oh man you know everybody's looking for pawn shops where's the pawn shop nearest pawn shop near me i need to pawn my foods uh, pawn my my stuff so i can get some food that's the state of america today you know joe biden said the food shortages are going to be real I'm not sure if he actually meant that Americans were going to have to dig through the dumpster for scraps of food and and pawn off their favorite stuff to feed their family. But that's what's happening. Not out here in Klickitat County and and rural America so much, but especially in the cities. That's where they're going to feel the pain. And... That makes me feel, you know, exceedingly grateful for the community uh, here in Klickitat County, for being in rural America, where it is a little bit easier to self-sustain. If we can't sustain ourselves and we become dependent on the government, that's when we really start to feel the pain. So, of course, you know, if you don't believe me about all of this stuff about people diving in the dumpsters, friends, I did put all of the links in Monday's report, Torch Report 404. And just to point out the obvious here, you know, uh, dumpster diving and hawking your stuff to make ends meet. That's not really the problem, right? That I mean, it's an issue, but that's not the problem. These are symptoms of the problem, symptoms of the systemic rot that is eating the heart out of our once great nation. And these are just a few of the symptoms. I have said nothing of the crime, of the child abuse, of the drug abuse, of the mental health disorders, etc. So again, the big blue glistening cities are turning more and more into a cesspool, it seems, with each news cycle. And it's right out there in front of God and everybody to see. And we have to scratch our head and say, well, what's the cause of all of this? Why is all of this happening as the corrupt political class continues to enrich themselves and advance the globalist agenda? You know, why are they doing so well when so many people are suffering? You know, why are they pushing this agenda anyway against the will of we the people in gross violation of our own constitution? Why do they keep pushing us closer and closer toward nuclear war? Friends, it's these kinds of conversations that are serious conversations, but now is the time that we need to be having them. So that's why I'm so honored that you would tune in and uh, and join the conversation here with me today. Uh, Friends, we're going to get into a lot more about all of this, but we need to talk about how we can get out of this mess. And it's not going to be easy. You know, something must be done to stop this runaway train, this runaway AI, artificially driven crazy train. But what? That's the question. Now, while you probably heard about that NATO summit and all of that and the need to give all your money to the poor, poor Ukrainians, while nobody was talking about the poor, poor Americans, what you probably didn't hear about this week was the global summit on using AI for the greater good, because what could possibly go wrong? It's always for the greater good. And, you know, and I doubt that you heard anything about the fact that our own federal agencies, our own weaponized federal agencies are pushing for the, quote, aggressive use of AI, direct quote, aggressive use for, of AI to impose their socialist agenda on the unsuspecting public. That is happening right now. Now, you might have heard about all these warnings, you know, warning, 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 AI, artificial intelligence, it might lead to the extinction of humanity. Oh my gosh, AI might you know, cause us to go extinct, oh no! But, of course, if you were lucky enough to catch that little scrap of information, friends, rest assured, 
It was only because they're trying to scare you. <laughs> and they're only trying to scare you into accepting the utter farce that only our government, only our government has the right to aggressively use this powerful new technology to advance their agenda, right? We ignorant peasants, we should just be grateful that they're not using it for evil or to enrich themselves because they would never do that, right? I mean, our government leaders, you know, they, they, they are good masters. They are benevolent and enlightened. Lies. <laughs> Lies, I tell you. Anyway, friends, you know, just like they'd never zap the entire population with space-based weapon systems, right? I mean, I mean, they have space-based weapon systems that are designed for mood management and mind control because, I mean, we discussed that last week. The congressional record proves that the Space Preservation Act of 2001, you know, that's when they talked about, well, we got to terminate all these space-based weapon systems designed for mood management and mind control. What? You got to terminate it. That kind of implies that it's already there, you know, and then we need to remove it from space. Terminate the program, remove it from space. Hmm. What have these guys been up to anyway? Anyway, as you know, friends, uh, as crazy as that sounds, I'm not making it up. <laughs> so now you know, right? But you got to kind of put it all into context here. So I want to just zoom out here for a bit. I do this in the podcast. We got to zoom out, zoom way out, zoop, you know, but today we're going to go way out beyond the space-based weapon systems that may or may not be lingering somewhere up there in the nebulous unknown. We're going to go way beyond the boundaries of our solar system, way beyond our galaxy and way, way beyond out to the very limits of our own comprehension. Because it is only from this way, way out perspective, this cosmic perspective, that we can see the cosmic collage of perfect imperfection. That was actually the title of Tuesday's report, by the way, Torch Report 405, The Collage of Perfect Imperfection. And I opened that report noting how from a cosmic perspective, zoom way out here, you know, history repeats itself over and over. There's all these patterns. And if you start to look at these patterns, you'll note how for some strange reason, once the communists are in charge, they always tend to eat their own, right? I mean, Stalin, Lenin, Mao, I mean, pick your commie tyrant. Once they had successfully swept through the land and eradicated all of the dissidents, then they turned on their own generals. Oftentimes, they'd line them up against the wall for a ceremonial execution. Why, you know? Was it just a, a public display of raw power? Was it just meant to instill fear in the populace? Well, friends, I do believe it was those things, but it, it, it's that and more. You know, we got into all of the depth on that, by the way. As, as you know, friends, I can only cover so much here in the Torch Report Weekend Review, but there's so much more depth in the actual daily reports. Check it out online, torchreport.com, Torch Report 405, the collage of perfect imperfection, and you'll see, uh, you know, kind of my take on why the commies always tend to, to eat themselves. <laughs> but make no mistake, you've probably, if you've tuned in before, you've heard me say, the commies are taking over the world! Why do I say that? Well, you know, because it sounds funny. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, but it is true. The World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and the United Nations, all of these global elites, they call themselves the secret global cabal, to quote John Rockefeller, the secret global cabal who's working to undermine American uh, interests and institute a new world order. Their words, not mine. That secret global cabal, they have told us that China is the role model for the world. It's the Chinese Communist Party. So the, the idea, the concepts of communism are really embedded in and permeate throughout the globalist propaganda. What the WEF, the WHO, the UN and their myriad public-private partnerships are attempting to do is institute a centralized digital global governance. And with that uh, Global governance, you know, the system is an inescapable system of global surveillance, global tracking, global digital IDs, global digital currencies, etc. All of this is coming down hot and heavy right now. But we really don't want to let these commies take control because once they do, they eat their own. <laughs> That's not a good thing. And so from a, uh, a timeless cosmic perspective, 
as we as we entertain the question, why does that happen? You know, uh, we have to look at human nature. You know, we have to examine. Uh, the tricky, you know, sticky issue of the bell curve, you know, tackle a little bit of bell curve analysis. Uh, The best way to do that, I like to quote George Carlin, you know, he says, take a look at the average person and you can tell they're not that smart, right? Which means that half of the people out there are really idiots. (laughs) He says it a little bit more flamboyantly than that, but that's the quote George Carlin. But if we look at why communism works and they keep they're able to sell the same idea over and over it's because a lot of people are either too busy too distracted or simply not intelligent enough to comprehend that they're getting fleeced okay and the politicians and the tyrants of the world throughout all of time have been exploiting this kind of you know these certain innate vulnerabilities they've been doing it since the dawn of time because evil is predictable. And right now, this evil is using these new technologies that are so fantastically powerful. I mean, you and I, the average citizen, we have absolutely no idea how does weaponized AI work. I don't know, but it's working. The fact that these technologies, like weaponized artificial intelligence, they're working on us day and night. They're nudging and suggesting and deceiving and shaping and literally transforming our minds at the biological level. Now, friends, you know, I've talked a lot about this. We've looked very deeply into the science of conscious transformation. We've touched on that in, in recent weekend reviews. But again, all the information available at thetorchreport.com. For, for now, just suffice it to say that all of this stuff is happening and it's happening all at once. And the more we can learn about it, Ultimately, that's our best defense. You know, as we elevate our awareness, take a look around what's going on. As we as we uh, learn more, we equip ourselves with knowledge. That's our best defense. Once we understand what's happening, we are much, much better equipped to resist. And like I love to say, resist, we must, because the future is in our hands. Which brings us to Wednesday's retitulating report, Torch Report 406. The future is in our hands. Friends, the future is in our hands. And I want to slow down a little bit here and really let that sink in. The future is in our hands. Everyone can see that things are messed up right now, right? I mean, if, if you just look around, it's kind of messed up. The average everyday American you know, from all walks of life on both sides of the aisle, people can sense that something is wrong. People can tell that things, something's gone horribly awry. What and why? Of course they can, right? We're not, we're not blind. We're not stupid. We're pretty much incredible creatures. So the only people who are now, um, who remain unaware right now that things are messed up, these people are either willfully ignorant or too stupid to comprehend. You know, they either have their heads so buried up their backside or they truly lack the capacity to understand that they're all being lied to and that they're being led like sheep to the slaughter. The chances are, I'm guessing here, go out on a limb, but we all know somebody who fits into one of those two categories, you know, and that's why I'm always harping on the need to talk to people, right? We got to talk to people. You never know. You never know who you might be able to wake up with just a few carefully chosen words. You might share something that nobody ever heard before, because if they did know, if they had heard, they'd be pissed off about it. So maybe we need to be sharing more information, sharing is caring, talking to our neighbors. We need to take the initiative to engage in conversations, even when it's a little uncomfortable. That's what we can do because the future is in our hands. Now, on Wednesday, I wasn't feeling particularly uh, compassionate, shall we say. Nor was I keen to mincing word, friends. I I, I opened that up, uh, Wednesday's report, talking about how I like to speak my mind. I like to speak my mind, you know. And and sometimes I refrain and hold back, or, you know, maybe it's not going to do any good. But I was feeling like I just needed to speak my mind, you know. And instead of mincing words and trying to be compassionate, I was bellowing out what's wrong with the world, calling out to my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains and pressing the question, how long, how long 
Are we going to just stand around with our hands in our pockets and do nothing to stop this insanity? How long? How long will Democrats in America allow themselves to be so willfully fleeced that they continue to accept the outrageous idea that this shadow of a man, that this sock puppet is going to be reelected? How long will Republican leadership allow this despicable charade, this utter mockery of America, of the presidential office? How long will they allow it to continue? Friends, how long will patriotic Americans stand by and watch as the country that we love gets systematically destroyed right before our very eyes? How long? I want to know. You know, rawr. <laughs> Friends, it's wrong what's happening right now. It's wrong, I tell you, and you know it, and I know it, and many, many, many other people know it. We all know that it's wrong. So how long, how long before we revive the American spirit. Give me liberty or give me death. I will live free or die because that is the battle cry of the American spirit. So how long before we stand up and shout it out? How long before we speak truth to power? How long before we honor our founding fathers? How long before we return to our founding principles and reconcile with our founding documents. In other words, friends, how long are we going to allow this lawlessness to continue? How long? It's said, and I'm sure you've heard it said, all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Good men and women, I would say, because no good man can do anything without a good woman behind him, beside him, right? So how long... Will you stand by and watch and do nothing as corrupt as our you know, politicians, as corrupt criminals continue to fundamentally transform the country that we love? Look around, you know, is this the America that we grew up in? No, it's not. You know, is this, is this the America that we know and love? No, it's not. Is this the America that so many people have fought and died for. Friends, it's not. Is this the America today that we intend to leave to our children? I think about that, and it's deeply disturbing. Do you want your kids, do you want your grandkids to be born and grow up and live in an inescapable surveillance state where they get tagged and tracked like animals? Do you want them to live out their lives where their spirits are being suffocated under the boot of tyranny, under state indoctrination, where they get trained to be little more than serfs, to pay their taxes, to do as they're told, to live like slaves to the state? Hell no! You know? So, how long, friends? The future is in our hands. Their future is in our hands. So how long? How long do we sit idly by? How long do we wait? I don't know, friends. Everybody has to make their own decisions there. So let me just take a deep breath here. <sighs> you know, when you take a deep breath, it creates a little bit of a physiological shift. And those questions, how long and what are we going to do about it? They're very stirring questions. At least they should be stirring questions because things are wrong and we can sense that and we can feel that. And we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. But as I was bellowing the truth out in Wednesday's report, and I did say a lot more than what I just said now. Uh, lots, lots more, much more there, friends, in Torture Report 406. But my, my wife actually became a little bit weary of my passion, like eh, wary, I should say, not weary, <laughs> uh, wary of my passion, like, ah, you know, geez, you know, sweetheart, that's you know, making me a little uncomfortable here, you're kind of pushing the envelope there, do you think, do you think that maybe you said too much? And I listened, and I thought about it for a second, and then I looked her into his loving, beautiful blue eyes, and I said, I am not afraid, I am not afraid. 
Do you know that we have political prisoners right now rotting in jail in the D.C. gulag who have done nothing more than exercise their, their constitutional right to speak their minds and stand up against a corrupt election? Do you know that that's happening today in America? I am not afraid to speak the truth. The day that we can no longer speak the truth is the day that we've got nothing to lose. I will not sit idly by. I will not go quietly into the night. And I sure as hell will not sit down, shut up, go home, and ignore what's happening to the country I love. I cannot, and I will not accept that tyranny is our fate. I will not accept the idea that it's too late to do anything, that there's nothing we can do. It's just, it's so broken and I just don't even, just go vote and hopefully things get better, right? Wrong! I reject the apathy. Now is the time to speak the truth, to stand up and be heard, to stand up and be counted because the future is in our hands. Many are called, but few are chosen. Who will stand up? to defend the country that we love, to defend life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, to preserve the blessings of liberty for future generations. Who among us? That's the question. And for the rest, are we supposed to just cower in fear? Are we supposed to fear our government? Are we supposed to cower in fear of even speaking the truth? To be too afraid to even call out the tyranny, to call out the evil for what it is? Friends, if that's the case, <laughs> may as well give up, right? But no, absolutely not. We are not supposed to cower in fear to our government. Absolutely not. I believe that our founding fathers are probably rolling in their graves right now, along with all of the other brave men and women who have fought and died for the American dream, fought and died so that we and our children can be free. Think about that. Sit with it for a bit. Think about the sacrifices that so many people have made so that we could be here now endearing tyranny in relative comfort. Think about it. How, how uncomfortable is it now? I mean, I don't like paying $5.60 a gallon for gas, but they want to take it to $10 a gallon because they want to keep fossil fuel in the ground where it belongs. You know what that's going to do to our life? It's going to destroy it. Everything will become so, you know, astronomically expensive we can't afford to drive and travel and see our families. That's what they want. In the name of the greater good, of course, to save the planet, the whole environmental cult, the climate cult, this made-up, you know, BS climate crap. You know, it's being shoved down our throats. That's their idea of the way the world should be. But what about me? What about you? What about we, the people, and what we think life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should be like? What about what we think about how we should live our lives, right? I mean, we're founded as a country of free individuals, friends. We're not supposed to just step, you know, sit back and take this. Again, think about everybody who's fought and died so that we were free to make our own decisions. Now, all that said, friends, I have a question for you. Serious question here, by the way. Do you think that I am being extreme? Are my words just some far-flung right-wing extremist sort of rhetoric? What do you think? And regardless of what you think, the answer is no. <laughs> Just to put it bluntly, you know, to use the word tyranny is not extreme. It's accurate. And to settle everyone's nerves on Thursday's report, Torch Report 407, the existential battle of wills, I took a step back and I painstakingly defined exactly what tyranny is. I went through in great detail what our Declaration of Independence says to do about it. And thus, by reflecting on historical precedent and reading directly from the dictionary, and of course, you know, quoting one of the most renowned documents in all of human history, you can rest assured that I'm not out on a limb here. Not only am I not making this up, friends, I'm not being an extremist. I'm certainly not saying anything that should not be said. Friends, it needs to be said. 
You should say it. I should say it. We should all say it together. You know, we were born to be free. It's a free country. Okay. Now, let's go ahead and just read a little bit here from the Declaration of Independence, just to make sure that we're grounded in solid, rational thinking, nothing extreme here. And then we'll, we'll break it down a little bit, okay? Quote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That when any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing uh, its powers in such a form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. End quote. The Declaration of Independence. It's so refreshing. It's always refreshing, right? The truth is self-evident. We have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, we have certain unalienable rights, and we got into this much deeper in the report, uh, but ultimately that means those rights can't be taken away. They're inseparable. They're born, embedded in our DNA. It's innate in our human nature, this right to be free and to cast off tyranny. So we have these certain unalienable rights. Among them, meaning including but not limited to the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's not all of our rights, but that's a pretty broad swath of freedom if you think about it. We have this basic human right to life, live our lives, you know, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That's powerful. Holy smokes, you know, and it doesn't stop there, right? It says whenever the government becomes destructive to these ends, we have the right to alter or abolish it. We have the right to start anew, to form a new government based on the principles that secure our safety and happiness, right? Not to secure some political agenda, but to secure the ability to pursue life, liberty, pursuit of happiness in our own way, unencumbered, uninhibited, unrestricted by an oppressive, tyrannical government. That's what our founding document says. Very powerful stuff, you know, and it seems pretty straightforward if you think about it. You know, I'm 100% certain that Thomas Jefferson did not pen those words thinking about a bunch of lame brain lawyers or politically charged judges. He wasn't thinking, ah, I'm going to let the legal teams bicker and squabble over people's freedom and liberty. No, he says we're born with certain unalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And anytime the government begins to uh, become destructive to those rights, we have the right to abolish, alter or abolish the government and start over. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. He wrote those words for us. For the average everyday citizen to understand exactly what our rights are and what exactly we can do about it when our rights get trampled. Whenever the government, which is only supposed to exist to protect our rights, by the way, the government isn't the government just so they can wield un, you know, unlimited power and authority over our lives. No, the government is formed to protect our rights, among them life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And when the government begins to interfere with that, destroy those, you know, it becomes destructive to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Well, then, you know, at that point, the government is no longer just. Right. That's what the Declaration of Independence says. And it says that not only is the government supposed to exist to protect our rights, it also says that the government's only power comes from the consent of the citizens. Just power comes from the consent of the citizens. We're supposed to be equals. Hey, I think that we should do it this way. You know what? Yeah, I agree. I'll play along with that. OK, but friends, I do not consent 
What if you do not consent with the insanity of it all? I don't consent with poisoning our children's mind with pornography. I don't consent with allowing them to shove their environmental cult agenda down our throat. I don't consent with them taxing us to oblivion, holding us, you know, essentially at gunpoint and saying, give me all your money and do what I say or else I do not consent. That is not the way our country was founded. That's not the way it was supposed to be. So when the government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, what are we supposed to do about it? The answer is, we have every right to abolish it, to quote the Declaration of Independence. Now, of course, it doesn't say, you know, we only have the right to whine about it to our local officials. Does it say that? Nah. (laughs) You know, does, does the Declaration of Independence say that we only have the right to write an op-ed about it and send it to the paper? Nah. You know, does the, does, the declaration, does the Declaration of Independence say that we only have the right to complain about these usurpations every election cycle? Don't think that's what it says, you know? Does it say that the only thing we can do is just shut up and take it when the government begins to abuse us, when they become destructive to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness? No! Of course that's not what it says. That says that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, period, end quote. I'll read it again, right out of the Declaration of Independence, sitting here in my hot little hands. It says that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, of these ends of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, by the way, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, period, end quote. Now, I want to pick that apart just a little bit here. Whenever any form of government, why do you think those words are in there? If you think about it, you know, we kind of have lots of different forms of government. I mean, we've got the the beast of bureaucracy and federal, you know, agencies, the 87,000 armed IRS agents, for example. But we've also got city government. We've got county government. We've got state government and federal government. We got government in gobs and gobs and gobs of government. <laughs> okay, so but whenever any form of government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of we the people to abolish it. The government does not have some mystical, magical power over the people. Only when we consent. Does the government have any power at all? And whenever they decide that our consent no longer matters and they're just going to forcefully impose their will and punish us if we don't play along, then they've become tyrants and we have the right to alter or to abolish it. Now, what does that mean exactly? To have the right to abolish it. What does it mean to abolish something, friends? Do you know the dictionary definition? (laughs) I'll spare you the suspense. The dictionary says that abolish means to completely destroy, to wholly annul, to put an end to. Therefore, and listen up here and let it be known that according to our very own Declaration of Independence, The very document that the Encyclopedia Britannica to this day claims put an end to tyranny. The Declaration of Independence, the founding document of our own great nation, says emphatically that any time any form of government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we the people have the fundamental God-given right to completely destroy it. That's what the Declaration of Independence says. Let it sink in, (laughs) you know, let it sink in and ask yourselves, are these the words of an extremist? Again, friends, the answer is no. These are the words of our founding fathers. These are the words of those who in their prescient wisdom sought to reach beyond the grave and remind us of what must be done. Tyrants are never going to give up their power. I mean, the government's never going to give up their power. You think about COVID and how just immediately overnight they assumed for themselves the authority to lock us down. 
You can't leave your house. You can't see your family. You can't visit your loved ones on their deathbed. Okay? You can't participate in public life without getting tested, without getting stuck with some experimental mRNA injection. They assumed this authority for themselves. And they still assume that they have it, by the way. Because we the people didn't push back and try to alter the impression that they have that authority. Not enough, mind you. Some did, not enough. So they assume they have this power. And they're not going to give it up because tyrants never give up their power. That's human nature. Therefore, when the tyrants begin to trample our liberties, when the government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, then we have every right to completely alter or abolish. We have the right to completely destroy the government before the government destroys us. And then we get the chance to start again. We don't have to recreate the wheel because we had these brilliant founding fathers that spelled it all out there for us. They put it down in paper, you know, but friends, we we need to think about these things because it sure seems like history is repeating itself. Does it not? You know, this truth is self-evidence, evident, Forgive me there. The truth is self-evident, but a lot of people, you know, they kind of forgot about it. We need to take this truth to heart, this little history lesson here. And we need to use it as a reminder to the fact that, you know, we, we need to get back to the basics here. Think about the fact that liberals are out there lamenting free speech. The liberals in Congress are calling free speech a free for all hellscape. Why is that? Well, it's because they don't want us to be able to talk about the truth. They don't want us to be able to speak the truth. But that's exactly why we have the First Amendment, to protect the right that already exists and to remind everyone that when the government tries to restrict our speech, they've become tyrants. And no, I'm not just throwing that word out there loosely, by the way. Tyranny. Also in the report there, Uh, You know, defining what a tyrant is. Tyranny, according to the dictionary, tyranny is unjust or oppressive governmental power. Tyranny is unjust or oppressive governmental power. Friends, if the government is forcing us against our will to do things like locking us down, masking us up and sticking a needle on our arm, and we don't really want to consent to that, but they're threatening us. Well, we're, we're... we're not consenting. I mean, that, that the government has then become unjust, right? You know, if the government restricts life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, tells you where you can and can't go, what you can and can't do, what you can and can't say, when you can and can't open your business, when you can and can't go to church, when you can and cannot see your family, when the government's doing that, it has become oppressive, has it not? It's not rocket science. So when the government is, you know, being oppressive and unjust, that is the definition of tyranny. And we know what to do when we're facing down tyrants because our founding documents serve as a reminder. When any form of government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we have the fundamental human right to alter or to abolish, to completely destroy it. And no, that's not extreme rhetoric. That's just re-reading history. Friends, what we are witnessing in our country today is the exact definition of tyranny. And the prescription has been made clear. We are in an existential battle of the wills. And we do have every right in the world to defend ourselves, to defend the country that we love. The truth is self-evident. Please don't be afraid to speak it. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, as I look at the clock here, friends, I realize I'm not even going to be able to get into Friday's report today. Friday's report was Torch Report 408, Solutions from a Simple Man. And suffice it to say, uh, in Friday's report, you know, I spent the day mocking the media's, you know, state media propaganda and honoring the great American legend Charlie Daniels. I actually got to watch uh, Charlie Daniels play live in Nampa, Idaho, just before moving to Washington. And I think it was his last concert before his passing. But it was inspiring beyond belief. So much patriotism in that crowd. And when he was up there sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, I mean, the crowd went wild. And when he started singing the song Simple Man, chills 
went down my spine, goosebumps on my skin. The good book says it, so I know it's the truth. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Ooh. <laughs> Friends, I did put the link to uh, Charlie Daniels' Simple Man video in Torch Report 408. So if you've got time today and you feel so inclined, I say go go check out the torchreport.com. Check out Friday's report. It's still at the top of the page there. And listen to Charlie Daniels' uh, Simple Man. It, it, it will it will inspire you. It's It's powerful. Okay, Friday's report also uh, is where I broke down the uh, FBI's latest and greatest federal snitch program. Not sure if you heard about that. The Speak Now program. Uh, You wouldn't believe who they're targeting with that propaganda. But the big takeaway there was and what I want to leave you with here is that, you know, the future is in our hands and we do have to speak now. We have to speak truth to power. You know, we do have to speak out. We do have to push back and we certainly do not have to accept this current state of tyranny. Has the government become oppressive? Well, you bet your butt they have, you know, and if you don't believe me, just go ask the liberals who are out there, you know, squawking about all the Supreme Court's oppressive rulings. Has the government become unjust? Well, geez, hmm, again, if there's any doubt, just look around. A lawlessness abounds. And abundantly, you know, it's abundantly clear, I should say, that we we have at best a two-tiered, politically charged judicial system, which really means there's no justice at all, right? And if there is some justice out there, somebody's going to go find another judge to redefine what justice means. That's where we're at right now. But the Declaration of Independence tells us when the government's, you know, the government's power is only just... When the people consent, that's what it says. Obviously, I'm not making that up. And it also says that when the government becomes destructive to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, we the people have every right to alter or to abolish it. Again, those are their words, not mine. Right. These are the words of some of the wisest people who have ever walked our great land. And we should not be too intimidated to too scared to speak these words, to remind our neighbors of these truths. Friends, the truth is self-evident, but honestly, after so many decades of conditioning, a lot of people need a friendly reminder. Of this, you know, we were in fact born or free. You know, we're, our nation was founded as a country of free individuals and that the law of this land protects our right to live free in pursuit of our own happiness. These are the truths that need to be proclaimed loud and clear so that future generations can once again enjoy the blessings of liberty for themselves. And that means the future is in our hands. It's in our hearts. And it's up to us to stand up, to speak out, and to inspire others to do the same, friends. How this all plays out is very much up to you. It's up to me. What are we going to do? The future is in our hands. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, thanks again for tuning in. Get out there and embrace the rest of this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Until next time, be brave, live free, and stay wise. Well, friends, that's a wrap. This Torch Report Weekend Review was brought to you by the incredible crew at KLCK and GorgeNewsCenter.com. Check out the GorgeNewsCenter.com for all the talk of Click Attack County. And don't forget to tune in again next week, Sunday, 1 o'clock, for another Torch Report Weekend Review.